Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to an episode of Title Talk, new Title Talk, with my friend here, Scott Young Boston on Twitter and Alonzo NFL. To start off with, I'm Brayson. You guys know me as at Brayson NFL. I just want to let you guys know that I definitely did not bet the over on Jason Tatum points and rebounds last night, and I definitely did not bet a parlay of Terry Rozier scoring over nine and a half points in Celtics win. So that's the kind of guy I am. I am. I think I'm the degenerate gambler of this of this title talk. I think we can say that safely, fellas. I, I would say so. I would say so. I agree. <laughs> hate to see that. Uh, really hate it. Really hate it. <laughs> so uh, I'm Scott. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at YoungBostonTM. And I'm really happy to be on the show to talk some Patriots today. And I'll probably be on most of the shows from now on. So just really excited to uh, talk Patriots. Uh, yeah, I'm Alonzo. Uh, if you guys know me and you've listened to this podcast before, that's great. If not, I'm at Alonzo NFL on Twitter. You can find me on Friday and Saturday nights posting absurd videos and because that's the kind of guy I am for this podcast. And, um, yeah, I think I'll be on most shows as well. Uh, Scott and I will, you know, maybe we'll take turns a little bit, but we'll probably be on most. So really excited to, um, to have this new kind of revamped show. Yeah, for sure. And I just want to let everyone know that we literally had to wake Alonzo up from death this morning. We were like, ah, I don't know if he's dead. It's about 11.30, my time. I don't know what time it is this time, but God knows he could have been dead. But we woke him up. He's alive. There was birds chirping. I don't know if you guys can hear the birds chirping. I don't think there is anymore. <laughs> there were birds chirping because I was outside my dorm looking for my ID on the ground. We just want to know if, if it's because you slept outside. That No comment. <laughs> I have no comment. We almost had uh, nature talk today instead of title talk. <laughs> Yeah. Love to see it. Oh God. No. No. We really don't. We really don't. All right, boys. Stefan Gilmore restructured. The Patriots have five point seven million in cap space. So with further out further ado, lads, I have a trade target. You guys want to hear this? Sure. Let's let's hear what you have to say. I have two in mind as well. So All right, well it's not Dion Buchanan. It's not Patrick okay. Peterson. It's not Bobby okay. Wagner. It's not even Gary on Carmen, okay? It is Landon Collins, okay? Ooh. First of all, Ooh, interesting. First of all, the Giants stink. That's number one. Second of all, Landon Collins is on the last year of his rookie deal. The rookie deal, he's a second-round pick. He has a very low cap hit. Don't know if the, the Giants are going to extend him or sign him. So maybe they would be willing to part ways with Landon Collins and their terrible defense. But this would give the Patriots a lot of speed, the linebacker position. They could spell Patrick Chung for some plays. I know he was out, and Patrick Chung is banged up a whole lot. And we have, and that that's a position you need more depth at, right there. Yeah, right. We really have, have virtually no depth. Chung. We have no Patrick Chung depth. And if Pat, when Patrick Chung gets hurt, because Patrick Chung will occasionally play the linebacker on the third down rolls, and he'll play in the box a whole lot. And when he's not playing, it's no good for the Patriots. So I think this makes a lot of sense. Not saying it'll happen, but I think it makes a lot of sense. I love it. I love the idea. Um, I really think the only problem with it is I think Collins said in the offseason something about um, not wanting to play for, like, Nick Saban or Belichick-style coaches. But uh, for the 
I mean, the guy's in his last, the last year of his rookie deal. Like you said, the Giants cap situation, because they're paying a bad quarterback and they're paying a wide receiver like a quarterback, is in really rough shape. And I, it would make a lot of sense to me. I, I love the idea. I wish I had thought of that. I'm jealous of you. Yeah, I think that is a good uh, idea. Um, the only problem I agree with Alonzo is that he did say that he didn't want to play in a process again like he did with Alabama. And, you know, it just may not be a fit that could happen, but I like the idea position-wise for the Patriots. Yeah, well, we all thought Josh Gordon would never lay off the weed, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, personally, I'm, you know, I'm more conventional. I like Reddick and Buchanan from the Cardinals. Um, but we'll see how that shakes out. I mean, they're not getting much playing time with the new scheme in Arizona. And, you know, that could be a potential fit with the Patriots who need linebacking help very badly. Yeah, that's like, I think that's kind of the obvious one that's out there. I think the issue with Buchanan is he's not really that good and he's getting paid a good amount of money. So he might be an upgrade on certain downs and situations for the Pats, but I don't think it's worth what his cap is going to ultimately be for the rest of the season. Um, I think for me, just thinking outside the box, like I really kind of like the idea of trading for another offensive player, be it a lineman, um, a receiver, a running back. The Patriots this year, they're going to have to win. If they want to win the Super Bowl, it's going to be with their offense. It's going to have to be games like the one they just played um, in Kansas against Kansas City. Um, at the end of the day, it's just going to rest on the offense. And for me, at this point, I'd rather just – if the opportunity is out there, I'd rather just build on strength. I mean, there have been rumors about Golden Tate out of Detroit for a while now. Uh, Amari Cooper, I kind of like the idea of trading for um, giving up whatever second-round pick. And then at the end of the season, they have his fifth-year option. They can just trade him back away and to some other team because some team would want him. And ultimately, it becomes Amari Cooper for a pick swap, um, like eight games of Amari Cooper for a pick swap, which I I would say is a pretty good deal. Um, but yeah, it's... It's tough because that restructure for Gilmore, I think it might be as much about having the, like, they can't be, they couldn't operate with a million dollars in cap space. Like, to pay out bonuses, I think Pat's cap had a good write-up on it, but it just wasn't feasible. And I think Gilmore, just for in-season expenses on the team, incentives and whatnot, uh, I think that's more the reason why he restructured I uh, think that's a very interesting point you made about just going all in on the offense. And in my opinion, this offense really has the potential to be the best offense. I tweeted it since 2011 when you had Gronk, Hernandez, Welker, um, and really all in their primes. And I think really that would be interesting if you add another offensive uh, piece like a Golden Tate. I mean – there really wouldn't be any team in this league that can outscore you. And I agree. I don't think the defense is going to win this uh, Super Bowl if the Patriots make it. Um, but I do think 
this defense is an upgrade over last year. And I know a lot of people don't, um, but I just look at the defense and I think they're giving up more like last week, for example, uh, against Kansas city, they gave up 21 points off of, well, two blown coverages. One was off special teams. You take away those 21 points and the Patriots only gave up 19 points to Kansas City. And other than if they fix up those blown coverages and fix up the special teams and have better communication, this defense really isn't awful. It's not 2011. It's not 2012. It's not even last year. So I think there's a lot of upside uh, to look for. Yeah, and also a, a thing about the Patriots defense I want to say is I just, I just really don't care about defense anymore. Like, all defenses suck. There's not one defense in the NFL I'm afraid of. The Rams stink. I'm not scared of the Bears. We'll talk about that later. I think the most important part of the most important part of the <laughs> defense in the NFL in these days is just situational defense, like yeah. being good in the red zone, just giving up three instead of seven. You're going exactly. to give up yards. It's turning into a Big 12 battle, as we've seen. If you guys are familiar with the Big 12, it's just getting to be a ridiculous – ridiculous amount of yards and I think the only way of stopping these offensive teams especially the gimmicky more gimmicky offenses just being good in the red zone and I think it's it's just too hard to be it's just way too hard to be good in the 20s even even a team like Jack last year a great defense look at look at them this year and they're you know they're not that great. They're giving up 30 points to a team like Kansas City. So they're having a week 2 I Super agree. Bowl hangover, man. They, they, they won are. that Super Bowl in week two. Jalen Ramsey's talking about Bill Belichick. God, fuck yeah. Jalen Ramsey. I, what a clown comment. Clown. Seriously. Seriously. Let's what ask statement. Let's ask Ben Volan how many times Bill Belichick has been criticized for saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude is on the Pats beat and will criticize Belichick for saying anything. So shut your mouth, Jalen Ramsey. And now uh, Jacksonville, you look at them, and they're 3-3, three and three, and they don't have – I mean, you look at them. They were right there for home field advantage. They had the tiebreaker against the Patriots, and now they're 3-3 three and three, and sort of slipping away for them. You love to see it. You love to see it. Yeah. Patriots broke them. Nah, you're right. It's, it's all about situational defense. And at some point, like, if we're saying that, I think – why not just go all in on the offense? That's my point, right? Correct. Just why not? It's if they're good, like no one, Hassan Reddick is not moving the needle for the defense. Landon Collins might. If there's a player out there who is like of that caliber, maybe. But no one, I think, is going to, there's no one that we're going to get that's going to change the outcome of the Chiefs scoring like 38 points the next time we play them. Yeah, for sure, Alonzo. I totally agree. And with that being said, let's get into our players to watch. I guess I'll start off with with the player I'm most scared of, and I'm sure you guys are scared of this player as well. Tariq Cohen. He's, in my opinion, obviously the best back on the team, the most versatile back on the team. He's averaging 8.1 yards per touch, averaging 7.53 yards per play total when he's on the field. And Jordan Howard's averaging four yards per touch, you know, four yards per play when he's on the field. It's kind of similar to the Corey Grant versus Leonard Fournette 
thing. Just yeah, Tariq Cohen is more versatile and gives you more exactly. more of a problem. So I really expect Chung to key on him out of the backfield. You got to stop Tariq Cohen if you want to stop this. If you want to stop agree. this offense, I think he's the guy that you have to stop in the off. The Patriots always have trouble with those backs that catch passes out of the backfield, and they don't have trouble with, like you said, someone like Fournette who just runs right up the middle and they can stop. So I agree. I would say probably Cohen is the X factor, like just for the Bears in general. But Taylor Gabriel for me is the guy that I want to watch because he is kind of the wide receiver version of Tariq Cohen, if that makes any sense. Um, He's he's like kind of been miscast as just a gadget guy in his career, but he's a legit receiver. And I think his speed, his shiftiness, it's just a bad matchup for most of our corners. Um, I would expect John Jones to maybe see a bit of him. or, But it's tough because they move him around so much that I don't know if the Patriots would just rather play sides this game. Uh, kind of like how, how they went into the Super Bowl with that game plan immediately. Obviously, they changed it to Gilmore on on Jeffrey, but these guys, they do so many different things. I think it'll be really tough to, um, to really key in on anyone. Yeah. And I, you know, the guy I'm really not scared of would be uh, Robinson because Gilmore. I think he's sort of like Sammy Watkins and Gilmore is just going to shut him down. So isn't that just lovely to say, <laughs> isn't that just lovely to have a cornerback that you go, yeah, well, we're just going to stick him on a guy who's maybe a top 20 receiver in the NFL. He'll just be eliminated for the day. Don't you just love it? It's great. It's better than uh, 2011 when we had Edelman. But Bryson, Bryson <laughs> Belichick disrespected Malcolm Butler. By paying yes. Gilmore. He disrespected him. Come he on. did. And we love it. Disre- and we love it. He disrespected him. It. <laughs> that was mean, man. We lo- you know what? <laughs> you Butler. Whoa. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Screw you. You suck. Wow. Absolute and, uh... train wreck Malcolm Butler's been this year. Oh, couldn't, yeah. couldn't be my corner. <laughs> Look at all the guys the Patriots lost and how bad they've been. Solder has been terrible. Lewis has been terrible. I will not allow Deion Butler. Butler's been terrible. Well, he, he's been statistically he's been one of the worst backs in the league. I mean, he was great with us. He was exceptional, but you know, with Tennessee, he's not, not a good fit. You guys just upset me. You've heard him hurt. Lads, I've got another player to watch, and this one's going to really excite you. Okay. Are you ready? I am very ready. All right. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this up by saying, Bears, 20th against passes that travel 16 yards at least down the field. <coughs> Bears, Fuck. ranked 19th against number two wide receivers. They allow 86.5 yards per game. Last week, Josh Gordon played the second most wide receiver snaps to Edelman. His role will only increase. Josh Gordon, 100-yard game, collision course. Thoughts? I like, I like it because, you know, he, they even said this week that Brady's getting more and more comfortable with Josh Gordon. And, you know, they're just going to get more chemistry together. And I think this is the week he's finally close to 100%. 
And this is the week that he could really explode in this offense. I'm so excited I'm going to this game. I'm just so excited. This is going to be delightful. This so is lucky. delightful. Seriously. I mean, Josh Gordon is going to shred whoever the Bears put on him. I don't care. I don't care. The Bears corners are not that good. They don't scare me. Not one bit. The only corner that scares me for them is their slot. They blitz him a lot. He's a good player. Josh Gordon is going to shred a Mukamara if he plays him. Josh Gordon breakout game. It's coming. It's coming. You will not find a bigger Josh Gordon fan than me. And um, he he's going to go off. Just watch. They're going to start connecting on those timing routes. And it's game over from there. Alonzo, I totally agree. I think this is the Josh Gordon breakout game. He has a locker next to Brady. He is the freak. You've seen pictures of him. You've heard about him. I'm ready. I'm ready. The Bears play – the thing about this game is the Bears actually play a ton of zone. They play a ton of cover three, play some cover six. I think this will be the game where Josh Gordon just gets in behind the zone and just absolutely shreds the Bears. I'm ready for it. But Chris Hogan's better, Bryson. It's 2018. <laughs> <sighs> I'll miss, I'll, we're going to talk about prop bets a little later. I almost made a prop bet Chris Hogan touchdown just because I know the Bears are going to make it, play a whole lot of zone. And, you know, Hogan, he actually showed up last week uh, for the first time really all season. So uh, you just see, you know, he's better in that fourth, third or fourth role. Um, you know, the first, you know, first few weeks of the season, he was suspect because he was playing in a, you know, as the number one or number two receiver. So, yeah, he, he's much better when when you see plays where Edelman's being double teamed, Gronk's double teamed, <laughs> and Gordon and, and, and Gordon, Gordon's, Gordon's draw, <laughs> Gordon's drawing a safety, and Chris Hogan has a player lined up on him that you don't even know, and he probably shouldn't be in the NFL. That's when Chris Hogan is good. Oh, wait. Speaking of guys that shouldn't be in the NFL, have you guys seen the Jordan Richards? The Jordan Richards. Oh, yeah, the article. Yeah. The article. Incredible. I cannot believe that the Falcons allowed themselves to drink this Jordan Richards poison. Like, they just personally allowed them. They traded for poison, and they just – are you kidding me? They must not read Twitter and see all the slander. Ah, yeah. uh, those are just Twitter scouts, man. <laughs> We, the NFL, the office here at the Atlanta Falcons really knows what they're doing. Starting Jordan fucking Richards at safety. <laughs> I just remember oh one Twitter scout. Patriots. Richards is a deep safety. What that? Yeah, the Patriots just used Jordan Richards' deep safety too much, bro. You don't know what you're talking about. He totally didn't play hybrid linebacker and totally an edge didn't, defender. An edge defender. He played everyone on the defense, and he actually played. He actually played like one snap of deep safety, and we all talked about it. It was in the preseason this year. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Ooh, Jordan Richards! Yikes! Poisoning the Falcons. Love to see it. And that's a, uh, the Falcons. That's a team that is really underperforming. I mean, their defense is really horrendous, but they have so much talent on offense and to not capitalize on that. I mean, 
I think just everything you need to know about their season is they are starting Jordan Richards. Jordan Richards at safety, who they acquired for a conditional seventh round pick a week before the season. They've just had so much bad luck injury wise. They've probably lost their two best defensive players, I guess, and another starting safety. It's and Grady Jarrett's not been playing. It's just been it's been a shit show of a season for him. And it's too bad because I thought they were going to make the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Hate to see that, Alonzo. Ever since Foggate, they've been dead. They're dead. Foggate was a great game. Back when Dante Hightower wasn't a nose tackle, question mark? <coughs> Lads, I have one more players to watch. And that would be Mitchell Trubisky. He's only he's not a player to watch because I'm really scared of him. He's just a player to watch because I think the Patriots are going to really give Trubisky fits in this game. They're going to set the edge, contain him in the pocket. He's he is top five in deep passes, but he's not good against pressure at all. And as we all know on Twitter, he's not very good throwing left. He's really inconsistent. I just expect the Patriots to pressure him a whole lot all game. This might be the breakout pick six Patriots game that we've been looking for since what has it been? A Pats fan, Matt has it has a stat. I think it's been fifteen hundred days since the Patriots pick six. No, that can't yeah. be true. Seriously, oh. it's yes. Oh my God! When was the last pick six? Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Oh, Logan Ryan? Yep. God damn. Wow. And I think we have to just touch on uh, Khalil Mack in this game. Uh, Just looking into it, he's not 100%. Um, He did practice a little bit yesterday. But even a 75% Mack is, you know, a formidable uh, opponent. And I think that Mac will be a factor in this game. He changes the entire Bears defense. But as you saw last year against Oakland, uh, the Patriots do a good job against that star uh, defensive player. We've seen it with J.J. Watt, where he's not really a factor. We saw it last year against Oakland, where I think Mac only had one sack. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but... He just – I think the Patriots Waddle. do a great job. Waddle did a job uh, on him last know. year in Mexico. He did, yeah. <laughs> he, so, yeah. Isn't that funny to say? Waddle did a job on him. Like, Waddle <laughs> straight up fathered Khalil Mack. He did. He did. I was at that game, too. I did not – like, Khalil Mack did not make a play in that whole game. He was invisible. He was like a non-factor for the Raiders. And I think now against – playing the – it's a different animal because the rest of their their front is their really line, good. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, in a way, they can't totally key on them like they would have. Um, they would have been able to last year. Um, the guy I really want to watch for the Bears is Akeem Hicks, and on the Patriots, how David Andrews and Joe Tooney handle him. Um, I would expect the Bears to try to attack that matchup um, with different stunts and twists and pulls and whatnot, blitzes, and 
I think Andrews and Tooney have gotten a lot better since the Bears – I mean, I'm sorry, since the Texans kind of took it to them in the playoffs in 2016. So uh, – but it'll be a great test to see how they respond. Um, we've definitely struggled a little bit with um, the Jags front in week two, and we'll see – We'll see how much progress they've made. Having Edelman out there uh, for that little, for the horizontal, quick sort of passing game, that'll help. That always helps mitigate the rush. But um, it won't be easy because that that front is really, really good. Just everywhere. they Mac is the key. He kind of opens things up for everyone else. But they complement each other so well. And they play, they're very good. Yeah, also the other key to the, the pass rush and the, the Bears defense is they played, I think, 40 extra snaps because they played that overtime game in Miami. So maybe they'll be gassed for this game. Maybe That's a factor, maybe by yeah. the third, fourth quarter, the pass rush is totally gassed and the Patriots just completely take over the game. That's what I think will happen. I don't think the Patriots will have trouble with Mac at all. I think, like you guys were saying, they'll trip him with backs and tight ends. God knows Dwayne Allen will be in there for three snaps and really help out a whole lot. And then <laughs> and then with Hakeem Hicks, I think that's a player who could really wreck the game. The only player on the Bears defense, I think, that can wreck the game is Hakeem Hicks inside. If the Patriots aren't able to run the ball and Hakeem Hicks is just you know, tearing stuff up there inside and getting into third and long situations where the Bears secondary is decent and – I think that's the only way the Patriots, the Bears could stay close in this game. Yeah, I agree. And I just think the Patriots have more trouble when the entire line, you know, and especially the interior is good compared to when you just have one star. Uh, We saw really with Denver, I mean, when they had their whole line, the 2015 uh, season and you had that AFC championship game and the Patriots weren't very good against it. But then you saw last year when, you know, Denver's line isn't as good as it was with that championship team. And we saw uh, last year they really just have Von Miller and, you know, he was shut down. So I think that's really a key is really when these teams have not just one star player, you know, like an edge rusher, but they have the entire line that's good. You know, that could potentially be something to look for. Yeah. And we to watch out. To just to build off that, like we saw that in the Super Bowl, the Patriots shredded the Eagles uh, for that whole game. But at the end of the day, the play that decided the game, the Patriots were having to help Cam Fleming, and that left, and they were having to double Fletcher Cox. That left Brandon Graham one on one on Shaq Mason, and that lost the Patriots the Super Bowl. When you can't key in on one guy because they have so many guys who can just do damage, it's it's very tough, and uh, it'll be a challenge, I think, to walk them. But at the end of the day, I think Skarnecchia, they always do such a good job against these fronts. Um, they mitigate their impact with the quick passing game. I think the strategy might be to go no huddle early and just try to gas them. And by that point, you can um, – Maybe get Hicks, Huffin' Puffin, Mac Huffin' Puffin, and that'll that'll help see Seattle Super Bowl. I think this is a big uh, passing game for Brady. I you know the Bears they're fourth in the league in uh, rushing defense. They're only giving up eighty three point four yards per game, 
So maybe we see less of Michelle and it's more, you know, spread offense. We see a lot of passing from Brady. Yeah, and I'd be I'd be really worried about this game if we didn't have Josh Gordon Edelman back. Like if this was week two, I would be scared to death. Just like the Jaguars oh, yeah, game. No, no, no. We would have but now we would have gotten obliterated. Now absolutely not. The Patriots can play in eleven personnel. They can field Josh Gordon, Gronk, and Julian Edelman in the same exact play. Oh, by the way, and with James White. And oh, by the way, and Chris Hogan, the ghost. So they can do they can do a various things. And I think you're totally right about C Seattle defense because the Bears really do play a similar style to Seattle. And I, I, that's why I think they'll have no trouble. They usually have no trouble with these zone concept teams. Thoughts? You there? Are you there? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're right. Um, I was really saying see Seattle more in terms of running a lot of plays and gassing that pass rush out because – once you get past the top guys, I don't love their depth in terms of pass rushers, and I don't love their rotation. Um, like I said, Mac is really the key for them, and I de- like we're not we're not wishing injury on Mac by saying I hope he doesn't play because he's already hurt. <laughs> but if Mac doesn't play, that really just that helps the Pats in so many ways. By that point, you can key on Hicks. Um, Leonard Floyd on Trent Brown, the speed matchup might be a little bit of an issue, but Trent Brown has been fantastic over the past few weeks. Uh, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. So, yeah, and I just, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I just think Edelman, like you said, Bryson, uh, Edelman and Gordon just elevate this team so much. It's a, it's really a totally different team than the one you saw against uh, the Lions and the one you saw against the Jaguars when you have both Gordon and Edelman uh, healthy. Oh, I mean, Brady said it. Brady said it to Michelle Tafoya he, um, for the Sunday night game. Tafoya said it on Sunday Night Football. She said, Brady told me that they brought a knife to a gunfight in Detroit. And when she said that, I was like, oh, shit. I mean, that's what he... He thinks of Phil Dorsett and Cordero Patterson. Um, and he was right. He was right. He was absolutely right. Um, I think you're right that um, they elevate this offense to just a completely astronomically different level than what it was for the first three weeks of the season. And, uh, yeah, I just – like Bryson said, it's about situational defense and this team – in any situation is just really hard to stop, I think. Do you know what I get tired of doing every week? I get tired of looking at the depth chart for the other team and saying, wow, I really like the Patriots running backs against the against so-and-so's linebackers. linebackers. God, I'm sick of – I just look at their linebackers, and I was getting ready to say I'm like, no, you know what? I'm not doing it this week because the Patriots <laughs> are going to do it and everyone knows it. Yeah. I'd like to see Sony get involved in that way, though. Does he he Why? showed that ability in – and you might – you'd want for it to not be a tell when he's on the field that it's going to be a run. And when White – like, it's worked, so I'm not complaining. But just if you add that element to Michelle's game, it just it, – Yeah, it, I agree with that. It yeah. brings the offense to a different level, I think. Just throw him a swing pass. Let him see what he can do. Let You just hear what you just said. Let him see 
Let him see. Oh, fuck you. Let <laughs> us see what he can do. Let us see what he can do. I had a rough night last night, okay? Uh, I don't want to let Sony see anything. I just want him to play football. <laughs> you don't want to let Sony see anything because he's cross-eyed? Yes. That's disrespectful. <laughs> That's disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, the the Patriots offensive line, uh, by the way, we, which everyone – I think probably most people in here predicted the Patriots offensive line would be top 10. They're probably now top five on both sides of the ball. Running. They've been, they have way, way blown my expectations for running the ball. Like I haven't seen a Patriots offensive line run block this well in a good while. Have you guys? Yeah, I I agree with that take right there. Um, Just, you just look at the holes for Sony and it's just really working right now for the offensive line. Uh, and they do have a, you know, they have a test, you know, Sunday. It's going to be interesting to see how they do against Chicago. But I mean, and really for me, I mean, I circled, I circled this game against Chicago, and I also have circled that at Miami game later in the season as really, I mean, a lot of people are probably going to say Green Bay, Minnesota, those games uh, are the toughest test. But I, I disagree. I think this one <laughs> at Chicago. And I think at Miami, which is historically always a tough game, are going to be the two games for the Patriots that will be the toughest for the rest of the season. Because I just at think Pittsburgh. No, everyone is disrespecting I, the Steelers. I everyone, I yes, we are. They, they should have beaten us last year at Pittsburgh. They should have beaten us last year. Terrible. No, Browns mm. better. Uh, at Pittsburgh doesn't scare me at all. Facebook Live Merchant going to beat the Patriots. <laughs> Come on, Alonzo. It's like you went to that game last year. They should have lost that game. They were a worse team last year than they are this year. But the Steelers on the road, it's a tough environment. The Steelers but are I, still good. I'm sorry. The Steelers I, are still good. They're good. Yeah. I just think the Patriots got better, and I think the Steelers got worse. So I think um, – Yeah, you're right about that. And when Le'Veon gets back, they'll be worse. So – yeah, and also I think wasn't Jordan Richards one of the players in on that play where Juju had that big run? <laughs> like yeah, you're right about that. You're Jordan, right about that. Yeah. Jordan Richards Jordan missed Richards the tackle. Where... Yeah, Jordan Richards. Yep, yep. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Looking ahead, Pittsburgh, Alonzo. You're not wrong. It's going to be a tough game, but I'm not really that worried. And, yeah. I mean, I'm really not worried about any home games because I think Kansas City's the toughest team you'll see coming to Foxborough this whole season. I think Green Bay's pretty me- mediocre. I mean, they almost lost to uh, San Francisco at home, and I yeah, think Minnesota. Rogers, man. I'd, be really, I'd be really worried about Green Bay if they had a top-five quarterback. I really would. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. LeGarrette Blunt says he's a GOAT, though. <laughs> yeah, that, I saw that. That was – Nah. Disrespectful. Um, I don't think I, I love the, Lund. I still love Lund. Fuck the, that. The 49ers. The 49ers. You hate CJ Beathard, Jimmy G. Controversy? Collision course? Well, CJ Beathard hasn't proven to be fragile. So Ooh. he might just take the job. He might just up and steal it. Have to trade Jimmy G back to the Patriots. <laughs> We love that. We love well, Belichick would get him back for a seventh round pick. <laughs> Green, Green Bay gave up thirty points to San Francisco. I mean, 
going into Foxborough, I mean, could we see 50 points for the Patriots against that Green Bay defense? I mean, I could see could 50 happen. points for the Patriots against the 85 Bears. We have, we have Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, James White, Rob Gronkowski, and Chris Hogan in crunch time. We can put up 50 on anyone. There's my take. That's a very good take, Alonzo. I just want to throw out my prop bets since I'm the degenerate gambler. You guys ready for my prop bets? Go for sure. it. All right. So first of all, like we like we talked about earlier, the man Josh Gordon. I think he has a big big game. The over under is at five catches for Josh Josh Gordon, and I'm going over. I'm going over 55 yards over for that, and also Sony Michelle to score a touchdown. <laughs> Hate to bet money on Sonny Michelle, but I'm going to do it because he's had 23 touches per game since the Detroit game. Four touchdowns in three games. Offensive line's absolutely clicking. I think they'll get some, he'll get some red zone carries, some goal line carries. I think these are all, all three pretty good bets. And, I, and I'm not even going to tell you guys that I put 10 bucks to win $1,000 that Josh Gordon would catch 12 passes. 10 bucks to win $1,000? <laughs> yeah. I did this, Alonzo. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Every Josh Gordon catch, I'm going to be thinking about that. And I, also, I also bet the Patriots to win the game and Josh Gordon to catch at least eight passes. Because he's had, he's, had, he's had over eight targets a game. Yeah, he had – yeah. Yeah, I could yeah, it's, it. it's, I don't know. It's possible. Um. I mean, I think out of those bets, I think that last one's probably the one that is maybe, you know, the least likely just because I see – I mean, it's possible. I think Gordon could have – what was it, over eight catches you said? At least eight. At least eight. I have them more around six or seven, but I think it's a good bet. I mean, I, I could see that. Yeah, the the four is five catches. The, the what you want, what would you, what you would want to bet the most money on is at least five catches and at least fifty five yards. But if you're just looking for a low risk high reward, is is just yeah. Josh Gordon eight catches and a Patriots win, which I did because that's what I did. <laughs> that's what you did. It's very it's an advanced sports betting talk here with Bryson. <laughs> He's yeah. basically Haralabad. He's basically Haralabad. <laughs> Looking up second, the numbers for the number two wide receiver, the Bears give up per game, time of possession. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Sony Michelle from now on is a good bet to score a touchdown virtually every single game. In every game. You could probably double that with James White too. Like, I, Has James White had a touchdown every game or pretty close? He, he did not have one last week. James White. Yeah, he didn't, yeah, James yeah, he didn't have good. one last week. And also, if you want to take, I guess if you want to take a like a little flyer, it'd probably be Chris Hogan because he has good odds to score a touchdown. I would say, I, yeah, that's my favorite one with the Bears being such a zone-heavy team. Um, Hogan just like sneaking in behind someone for a cheap touchdown. I absolutely see that happening. I think you might want to stay away from the white touchdown every game now. I think earlier in the season it was more likely just because of the lack of weapons, but now that sort of everyone's back I think you know his amount of touchdowns might go down a little bit so it's just my thought yeah I, I agree with that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put any money on James White to score a touchdown because that would be ridiculous I don't trust James White to score any kind of touchdowns in the red zone but it just ha- ends up happening so. unless it's a Super Bowl 
Yeah, you're right, Alonzo. And also, the the other thing that's weird for me, betting-wise for this game, is a lot of smart money on the Bears. I don't get it. I'm going to tell you that I, right I was now. Gonna say, I was going to say, I saw the line is three and a half, two and a half. Yeah, it's two and a half right now. It was two and a half. It was was open at. It was opened up at four, and now it it, on my site it's at three and a half, and on some sites it's two and a half. Yes, yeah. So if say, I was surprised. I was very surprised. I thought the line would come in a lot higher uh, than what it did, and the fact that it's dropped. uh, Interesting, weird. Yeah. Eyebrows. Nervous, a little bit. Yeah. Eyebrows raised because road dogs or home dogs this season have a very good record, I think. A very, very good record. And also, but to pair with that, NFL teams are horrible. They're under 500 straight up after overtime games and much lower against the spread. So that, that that's what gave me the reason that I would act, I, I would actually put money on this and I already did. So at three and a half, I feel comfortable with. And definitely <laughs> two and at, a half. Yeah. at two and a half, definitely you, you just pound it at two and a half. Cause I think the Patriots is going to go in and kick the shit out of the bears. Like the over under is 48 and a half. And I think the Patriots could easily score there. I think the floor for the Patriots is 30 again, every single game they've, they've averaged 40 points per game for the since last Detroit. three games. Yeah. Since Detroit last three games. Yeah. I got the Patriots scoring 35 at least. Yeah, I do. I want to hear your predictions after and I'll give mine, but, uh, I just think that the Patriots will easily win by a field goal. I, I don't know why you wouldn't bet uh, with it being, you know, two and a half. Um, I have them winning by a touchdown, and I think that's really the floor. So I agree with you guys. I don't understand why the spread uh, the spread is that low. It's fishy. Our eyebrows are raised. I'm suckery, but I have the Patriots winning 69 to 3. That's a very good take on it. You should you should definitely go with that. Just bet that's that's probably a scoregami. <laughs> what, sure? what the hell is a scoregami? I just learned about this last week. This is apparently a big thing. It's, it's just, just a unique NFL a unique score. score. It's a score that's never happened before. Why do I care about that? Why do people care? No, it's this? cool. It's, people think it's cool. I don't know. People are weird. Yeah, people are very weird. Well, also, Deer Verunder is like forty-eight and a half, and this is this is pretty low considering the the, the Chiefs and the Patriots is forty fifty-nine and a half last week. The Bears obviously aren't that much of an offensive threat as the as the Chiefs are, but I would definitely take the over because I do have the Patriots winning thirty-five to twenty, and I feel pretty comfortable saying that. I I agree with you. I think this season, I mean, taking the over is the way to go because there's really no defense in the NFL in 2018. So I agree with you to take the over in this one. Over. Over. No doubt. Take the over. Always. It's more fun to bet the over. Dude, I'm going to tell you guys right now. I don't know if I told you guys this, but the Celtics, the Celtics' first game, the over/under was at one ninety four, and I, I was like, yep, taking the under." You're a crazy person. I was like, "Yep, taking the under. Don't care. Taking the under." And I took the under, and at by the third, by the by the start of the fourth quarter, I'm adding points on a calculator and sweating because I'm like, "Oh my god, I bet I pay I bet a lot of money on this and on this." So I live bet. I I doubled down and I live bet like one ninety six. So I had 
probably a hundred bucks on the game, maybe a little bit more. Actually, yeah, a lot more. So it, the Celtics get to one ninety, and there's three possessions left. There's forty eight. There's like forty some seconds left, and Ben Simmons is just hell bent on scoring buckets down double digits. And I was sweating. Oh my god! I think the I, I want to say the Celtics scored again. Those assholes scored again. It was one ninety two. And I was like, man, I'm going to at least push. Please don't score again. And they didn't. One both. <laughs> and sweating out and under is not fun. I'm just telling you that right now. No, yeah, my, uh, my official, well, my prediction for this game, I have the Patriots 30. I have Bears 23. I have them winning by a touchdown. So that's what I think. Um, last, last week I had Patriots 38, Chiefs 34. And they did, you know, they scored a little bit more than that. Uh that can, you know, that was there were a lot of fluke plays in that game, but you know, I have it uh, twenty-seven. Uh, sorry, thirty twenty-three, New England. Alonzo, are you sure about your sixty-nine to three play? Nah, fine, I'll go. Patriots thirty thirty. Yeah, sure, thirty. Chiefs, Chiefs, sorry, Bears, 20, 30 to 20. Are, are the Bears the number one defense right now? Like, uh, no, rank-wise, are they number one? Baltimore is uh, number one. I'm sure there's some stat somewhere about Tom Brady against top five defenses. Chicago's 10th. That's everywhere, buddy. Chicago's 10th in yards. Uh, in their fourth and points. So they're a top 10 defense, but. Yeah, Tom Brady absolutely wrecks number one defense. So you just hate to see the Bears falling off because they couldn't beat the weak AFC East Dolphins. AFC hate to see that. Sucks. Led by, AFC led by sucks, Brock right? Osweiler. <laughs> AFC East is absolutely terrible. Twitter told me all the time. Even yeah. though the Bills absolutely crushed the Vikings, which most people had the Super Bowl. The Bears get get slapped around by the Dolphins. You just love to see these things. Like if you were to go division by division and just compare the divisions, like which most people don't do, just look at them. They stink. Most of them just absolutely stink. Like look at the AFC West: the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Rams. Is that is that the best division? Did you just no. say the Broncos? Wait, what the? What the hell did you just say? I meant to say the okay, the AFC, not the AFC West. I meant to say what? What the? All right, now what's what in the hell is that? Is that the and is that the NFC West? The NFC West the is NFC Cardinals, West. Seahawks, the, the, Seahawks, yeah, 49ers, the Rams, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the 49ers. Absolutely awful, terrible division, terrible, just terrible. NFC North sucks. Too shit. Uh, that one, I, I kind of disagree with you on. That's two good the teams. NFC North is. No, no, no. I said NFC South. Oh, the South? Yeah, the South. NFC North yeah. is good. NFC South, North. The NFC good. North is good. NFC yeah, sucks. All right. The NFC West sucks. NFC South sucks. Agreed. NFC North is probably the best. The NFC, the NFC East think... is absolutely deplorable. In my opinion, the two North divisions are the best in football, the AFC North and the NFC North. That's my opinion. 
I think the, yeah, a- yeah, sure. the AFC North has four pretty good teams. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, well, they have three pretty Cincinnati. Good teams Hugh Jackson. Well, Cle- Cleveland's pretty good this year. Hugh Jackson. The South they sucks. The AFC South sucks. Yeah. And I think the best division in the AFC is probably probably the West or the North. And right now, I would probably <laughs> say, based on depth, the North. Because the Raiders and the Raiders absolutely are deplorable, and I think the Broncos are pretty bad as well. They're, yeah, they're, they're average. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, they're all right. So um, I give the Broncos give, maybe have the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers died. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, lads, the Bills are actually number two in defense. And they're absolutely horrible. Yeah, they're smothering on teams. They're horrible on offense, and they're number two. Like the Jets are a decent team. The Dolphins, I mean, are the Dolphins? The Dolphins aren't. They aren't Browns bad. They're not Ravens good or Steelers good. No, the Dolphins. It's a the AFC East is low key good. Okay. Yeah, yes, lo- yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a sec- it's probably the second or third best division in the AFC, and it's better than most divisions <laughs> in the NFC. Yes. Yeah. It's better than the NFC East. It's better than the NFC South. I'm or also up there. I'm tired of the NFC is better than the AFC takes. Those are deplorable. Those are atrocious. You're deplorable with those takes. Let's see. A Falcons th- fan. A Falcons fan just tweeted me about Jordan Richards. It's funny. He was supposed to be a special teams gunner until Keanu Neal got hurt. No idea why he's still starting for us. But I see now why all you guys wanted was a seventh rounder. I responded, I would have given a seventh rounder to get rid of him. I would have paid <laughs> to get rid of Jordan Richards easily. I would have paid out of my own pocket. To I just want to bring up, I think the Patriots are in a good position to get home field right now after that Kansas City win because I think Kansas City is a team that they'll win their games in September, but I think down the road, once we get into November and December, Kansas City will lose a few games. And I think, you know, with the Patriots having the tiebreaker, that'll be big. As long as the Patriots uh, go on a nice run here, I think home field advantage, uh, I think the road to the Super Bowl will go through Foxborough again. The Patriots are not losing another game this season. Write that down in ink. <laughs> Unless I've... they rest their starters or whatever. Oof. You know, it's, guys, it's very weird to me. But the Chiefs fall off every single year at, at around the, the time it gets cold because I assume that Walrus would just thrive in the wintertime in the cold, and they actually don't. So Andy Reid not thriving in the winter. Love to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I probably have them right now. Patriots going 13-3. and three. I think they lose a- maybe the at, my, at Miami, you know. I'm um- – at Miami, we're beating Miami. We're not having that game. It reminds me of 2015-2016 uh, where they came out in week 17 and they just destroyed the Dolphins because they had 2015 when they lost the Dolphins in Miami to lose home field. They had that fresh in their minds. I think it'll be the same this year um, playing in Miami in week 14 after what happened. <clears throat> After what happened on Monday, yeah, and Alonzo, I I agree <laughs> with you though. I think I don't 
I don't think they'll win out, but I think their chances of winning out are good just because I think their toughest test was last week hosting Kansas City. I think every game from here on out isn't as difficult. So, I mean, they have a good chance. It would just – I think Dwayne Allen's going to be big in that Dolphins game. No, really don't big. say that. No. Don't say that. Don't wish that evil on me. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, I no, but actually, it, think about the America's game. All right, think about the America's game, twenty eighteen Patriots dynasty's dead after week three. Everyone's all down. What do they do? They win out. Boom. There's your America's game. Alonzo. I I don't know if I can get behind the Patriots winning out. I think they'll they'll probably. Man, it's tough to. It's honestly tough to just look at the Patriots schedule and just to predict losses. They played yeah. the they play the Bills, they play the Packers, and they play the Titans away, the Jets away, Vikings at home away, Dolphins. I think the I think the game that they might lose. I don't think I don't think. If you're gonna peg a schedule loss, it could be Pittsburgh because the Patriots. That'd be the second away game in a row for them, and that would be the that'd be the one two fourth away game in five weeks. I think that you could peg that for maybe a schedule maybe a schedule loss. That'd be the most likely game for them to lose. I don't know. Yeah, I, just I don't see, see them winning out. I see. You know what? You guys can fuck off. I see the America's game. Someone, Josh Gordon is going to be narrating it. Is going to be a. Before I got here, before I got was, here, we sucked. We sucked. Phil Dorsett was wide receiver one. Then I got here. Everything was all right because I'm a beast. Now, uh, I just want to know, what were your uh, Super Bowl predictions for both of you guys? What were what? Like preseason. Your Super Bowl predictions preseason. Did you make any? Pats, Falcons. Pats, Ram, Falcons. Rams, Patriots. All right, I had uh, – Saints Patriots. I don't know. I like my Falcons pick. I don't know. <laughs> don't sleep on it. I'm snoozing on it. Yeah, I'm absolutely you. snoring through the alarm. Fuck you. Snoring through the alarm. Hey, by the way, did you guys – I know Alonzo saw it, but Scott, did you see that we found Philip Dorsett's burner or probably his brother or some first cousin's burner? Wait, really? There's an account on Twitter. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll send you guys a link. I, I actually probably quote tweeted him. <laughs> he all of his. He has 19 tweets. Okay, he has no followers except for a couple <laughs> people from Pat Chat. No followings, and all he does is search for Phil Dorsett's name, and all his tweets are responding to Phil Dorsett slander or Phil Dorsett praise, and all of his favorites are about Phil Dorsett. And if you check Phil Dorsett's favorites, they're they look kind of the same. Mm. So. That's funny. It's fishy. Like I'm just, just saying, it's very fishy. Phil Dorsett, get the hell off Twitter, you bum. And, and if you watch, watch Phil Dorsett interview after the Patriots get Josh Gordon. I'm just saying, just watch it. Okay. All right. We'll see. Alonzo, I know Alonzo said he did some digging and said that he tweeted once during a game. But I don't think this. I don't think. I don't. I think Phil Dorsett could have tweeted during a game. He could have had his. This account to someone else. I don't know, man. I'm just saying, Fodor set didn't look like the happiest guy that Josh Gordon came in. Nah, Phil. I still like Fodor set. Just got off Twitter. I like Dorset too. Just got off Twitter. 
It's it. You know, it's funny. He's he's not getting. Uh, I thought they were going to split with Hogan, but he's yep. really not playing. So he's sort of. Yeah, I thought. I thought the usage would kind of be like the Colts game for all the receivers. To be honest, it's kind of mixed and matching personnels with receivers, but it's fun they can do that now. Imagine saying that in week three. It is. They have they have depth now, which is great. They have good players. It's fun. I like yeah. having good players. Seasons where the Patriots traded for someone I really wanted, Josh Gordon, Brandon Brown, or Son, Brandon Brown, and Revis. They win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. Marty Bennett. It's three and zero. It's three and yep, four and zero. It's four and zero. Talk to me. Undefeated, never lost. We're winning the Super Bowl, and I think we got to go. We're gonna get out of here, folks. Yeah. Alonzo yeah, has a pizza wrap it up here. Alonzo has a pizza appointment. I don't know what Scott's doing. Alonzo has a nature walk with a pizza appointment because he's in Chicago like a nerd. Like a nerd in Chicago. Yeah. I am a nerd. I am in Chicago. I love my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little hungover a little bit. Alonzo. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Scott and I will be watching from our seats. I'll send and we'll feel- I'll send pictures of Josh Gordon to everyone. Zoomed in, preferably. Yeah. Zoomed in. Zoomed in on you the bicep. I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, lads. Thanks for coming on Title Talk. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah.